And the big difference is that when you can hold yourself in those difficult moments, you do not see yourself as a victim. You do not see yourself as a victim. You see yourself as having an experience. And you, you see yourself as being capable of offering love to yourself in those moments. And so when you're able to do that, and then eventually you go to other people, you won't need to save them because you will see them as empowered people that have the capability to hold themselves. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cyclical Living Podcast, a podcast that will inspire and empower you to live your full, cyclical, soulful life. I am your host, Dara Duth, and I am here to help you be your most embodied self. I am a holistic health coach, body worker, herbalist, and priestess of the Avalon Rose lineage. I am here to assist women and men to come back to their natural pace, following the rhythms of their body and nature around them so that they can open up to their deepest layers rooted in pleasure and soul purpose. Enjoy this episode, my love. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cyclical Living Podcast. I am Sarah, your host, and today is a solo episode. I was very inspired to speak about um, the savior complex that many of us have and how to transform it. So to dive in, what I mean with the savior complex is that I see many of us that have such a big heart and are maybe empaths or you know really care for other people or animals or plants or anything like that right so they, they have such a big heart and they care so much maybe you recognize yourself in that i for sure recognize myself in that <laughs> and that in itself is so beautiful and really deserves to be nourished deserves to be expressed and strengthened however the other side of the coin is that many people who care so much that can become very heavy because we live in a world where right now there's so much shit that needs quote unquote fixing and especially when you have that big heart and you want to you are so caring and you feel like it's upon you to fix it all that can become so heavy and at times feel like the whole world is resting on your shoulders now, this, when we feel that the whole world is on our shoulders and it's so heavy and it feels such a burden and we need to stay strong and fix it and we are, we alone or maybe we and a handful of people around us are the only ones who seem to care and we need to fix it right now. This really comes from the savior archetype and I call it a savior complex because ultimately it is not serving us. Because when we feel this heaviness of the whole world that is weighing on our shoulders and um, yeah, it's just really fucking heavy to carry that, that inevitably leads to either burnout because we do so much beyond our capacities and we don't allow ourselves to take rest or to stop because there's so much that needs fixing or it can completely paralyze us where we feel like, oh, there's no use, right? 
Because if I do this little thing, there are then 10 other things that still remain a problem. So why would I put all my time and energy in this one thing when, in essence, we're fucked anyway? So I'm just going to sit here in my little black, dark cave and I'm just not going to come out and I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to see anything because there's no use and it just makes me feel very, very fucking depressed. So these are two things that I can see very clearly with the people that I work with and that I have worked with in the past and also in myself. And of course, it's more nuanced in reality. These are two extremes that I'm painting here. And then you have the whole thing in the middle. And then you can decide for yourself where you are on this scale that I've just painted for you. Now, I've been here big time. So for me, it was more of the space of caring to like caring so much and being in so much action that I didn't allow myself rest. I also had the idea that me and then again, like the handful of people around me were the only ones that seemed to care about the issues at hand. At that time that I'm speaking about, well, there have been many uh things like that in my life so many years I was living in this idea where I needed to save the whole world and but the time that is when when it really was at the height of it all and then afterward the big crash came was a time when I was working in Brussels and I was working with empty uh, spaces and we would temporarily occupy them uh, or this organization would temporarily occupy them and I mean, bless this organization. I had, I had also, I had a blaster. I met the most cool people, the most cool insights. And most of the time I was operating in that savior moment. We were also working with people without documents. Um, so people that came from Sudan and other places. And they were in Brussels, in North Station. I know that for many people know about this and the severity of the issues there. Now, this is a kind of a, a, a problem that I was just thrown into, and I didn't choose to be there. I was just thrown into that, and I tried to save, like literally, that was what I was trying to do. I tried to save these people from um, living on the streets or having this really, really, really difficult time. But since that problem is so huge, I wasn't able to do anything significant. And also, and this is a little bit hard for me to admit because I, a part of me judged myself for this, but I'm just going to be super honest because that's my strength <laughs> um, and be mega vulnerable, which is another strength that I have. <laughs> and that is that whenever I did do something for uh, these people, and they would thank me for my work or my in, something that I did. I didn't really care. I didn't really feel that gratitude. And why? Because it was not my passion. It was not my passion to work with 
people that live on the streets. And I'm not saying that that is not important. And for some people, it is their passion. And they really love working with people on the streets, even though it's really hard. Loving does not mean that is always happy, happy, joy, joy. Love means that you're there for it all. Just heart open, you're present. I wasn't. And every time I tried to open my heart, it would just floor me. And I would come home crying. And it was so heavy for me because it was not my passion. I, I didn't want to work there. And then I had the big crash, which, the, you know, the, the big, big crash where um, I realized, like, wow, I cannot do this any longer because I'm, I'm crying everywhere I go. And I feel so heavy all the time and I don't see anything positive anymore. And then it was an opportunity for me to go inside, to feel inside, like, what is my passion? What lights me up? And I am naturally a person that cares and that loves to work and build and all that. So what is it that I truly am passionate about that? And for me at that time, that was the female body, the female cycle, and reclaiming the power of menstruation, because in our society today, it's still seen as a taboo. It is seen as something that is very much about suffering, and we need to suppress it with pills and whatnot, when if you learn to live with it and you work with it, it can become your one of the biggest tools, I feel, for everyone with a cycle for empowerment, self-knowledge, self-love. And so that was my deep, deep passion. And when I started to work with that, and I started to work with women and support women in that way, and a woman would come to me that I've coached or helped or supported in that way, and she would come to me afterwards and say to me, wow, thank you so much for what you showed me, what you taught me. And that you helped me to come back to my body and you've helped me to find this deeper layer of myself, this powerful being that I am. And you've helped me to really love my body and love even the time in my menstruation. You've helped to transform it from a place of suffering into a place of coziness and, and just gentleness for myself. Thank you. Well, those messages, they... Wow, they've moved me so deeply. That is the kind of stuff that I'm thinking like, oh, yes, yes, yes. It lights me up. And when I sit with a woman who has gone through deep pains, or not just women, but when I sit with people who are struggling, for example, with always being in action and they don't have that time for themselves to rest and they feel like a shell, an empty shell, or they are on the verge of burnout. When I sit with these people, I can open my heart. I can stay in love. And it doesn't, and sometimes it moves me to tears, but I don't break down. I don't have to close my heart off because it's so heavy for me to care. And let me tell you, it's not because there's no heaviness in that, or it's less or more heavy. It's not about the hierarchy. It's just because my deep passion brings me the resilience and the enjoyment that I need to stay present and to hold space in those moments for those issues and people and those opportunities, right? 
So that's a little bit of my story of transformation. Um, and now I kind of want to zoom it out again and bring it also like a beautiful thing for you to work with if you recognize yourself in this and you feel like, oh, wow, yeah, I totally need to hear this and I want to know more. One of the biggest ways that helped me to go from, I need to save the world, everything is shit, and I cannot stop, or I need to like completely cut myself off from caring because it's too heavy, into I can stay present, I can be there, was, yes, connecting to the passion, which I've already shared, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about in a little bit. But first, looking at the archetype that you're embodying from the drama triangle. Now, I've made an Instagram post on the drama triangle, <laughs> and um, I will link it in the uh, show notes below, in the description box below, so you can see the visual as well, if you like. And for today, we're, always, we're also going to zoom into the savior aspect and not so much the other two. But just in general, the drama triangle is, is a triangle where on top, you have the archetype of the tyrant right? The tyrant, dictator, the one ha that has power over it, that's going to tell you what to do, how to do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to be punished. Then on the bottom of the triangle, on the one side, you have the victim. Because obviously, when there's power over, there needs to be one on top and one on the bottom. And the victim is the one on the bottom. That's a little sad fucker that doesn't have anything right and doesn't know how to do anything and is the victim of the whole system and then you have the savior on the other half of the bottom and the savior sees the victim sees the tyrant and feels like oh my god i need to save the victim from the tyrant because you know that this is not right this is not okay and yes i mean the the savior archetype which we're now going to zoom into yes it is very beautiful that you can see this thing that's going on between a tyrant and the victim and that you can see that's not okay. However, when we step in from that savior archetype and we really want to save the victim from the tyrant, we are upholding that drama triangle. We are upholding the power over. We are in essence saying to the victim, you're not powerful. You do not have any power whatsoever. So I have all the power to save you. And I'm going to pull you out of it because you cannot take care of yourself. And even though we might not think that, below the level, this is very much playing out, right? And also, we see the tyrant as somebody bad. However, in most cases, it's more nuanced. And that does not mean that there are leaders in the world that are not operating from integrity. They are. However, if we stay in the savior archetype, where we need to save the victims from that tyrant, we are enforcing that to play out. So it is so much more powerful to move all together from that power over into power with into power with. Hello, dear one. 
allow me to quickly jump in here. Do you want to go deeper into the topic of cyclical living? Then the cyclical living masterclass might be something for you. Are you done pushing yourself from an empty cup? Or do you feel on the verge of burnout or tired from this zombie-like state of living completely void of pleasure? Well, when you learn how to live in a way that is rooted in your body and nature, you cultivate resilience. You are able to tap into the deepest layers of yourself and bring them out to the world to share. In the Cyclical Living Masterclass, I'll be teaching you just how to do that. This Masterclass is for activists, new paradigm leaders, sacred rebels who want to change the system from the inside out, and for all those who would like to live a life based in soul purpose and pleasure. Follow the link in the description box below to enroll. And it is my deepest pleasure to welcome you there, my love. Now back to the episode. And the, the way that we can transform that savior archetype within ourselves is to look and, and start to become a little bit more realistic. Because when we are so stuck in that savior archetype, we have a very narrow way of looking at life and we may feel like we're doing it all alone but you know what good thing for us that's not true right now there are so many people that are doing things that are incredibly important there are people working on reforestation there are people working on cleaning rivers cleaning lakes, cleaning the oceans. There are people changing their diet where it's more in tune with the earth. There are people doing gardening for their own that so that they don't need to buy from big corporations. There are people, so many people doing so many amazing things that we are in this together and we need to start realizing that. And that is one of the biggest medicines for the savior is to start looking at the solutions and one of the big thing in that is stop looking at the news because the news only reports problems and it's not to say that we need to stop looking at the problems altogether it's just looking at the source where you're getting the problems from there are many sources who report problems and a solution these are the sources that are important. These are the sources that deserve our attention and will feed us. Because yes, there are problems that need addressing. And there are so many solutions, so many creative ideas, so many people that you can connect with to get involved if that is what your passion is leading you towards. Also, and that leads me to the second thing, it's about picking your battles. So one, so you don't have to do it all alone, get together with people and realize and start looking for sisters and brothers all over the world who have epic stuff going on. And two, pick your battles. For me, that was choosing and admitting that working with people without documents, it's not my calling. It's not my calling doesn't mean that I don't care. 
doesn't mean that I still not follow time to time the people, the community that I was part of and see what they're doing. I still do and I still care, but it's not my battle because it floors me and I have no power or I, 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 I'm not able to give myself that power in those places. And it's about realizing that it's not because you feel overwhelmed and you lose your sense of power that you have none whatsoever. It's I believe that it's because your power lies somewhere else. For me, it was supporting women and supporting people and cyclical living and coming back to nature because where was my passion? That's like, so finding that is finding your passion, finding what lights you up. For me, that was nature. For me, that was working with herbs. For me, that was working with that cycle of action and rest and guiding people and that that's where my passion lies that's where my passion um guide me towards and that's where i find incredible resilience to work with people and so for you it's important as well or you um or my invitation to you is to look at what your passion is what are you so so passionate about is it maybe you're super passionate about animals Maybe you're super passionate about um, rescuing street dogs and grooming them and you really want to help uh, work in one of those places where they rescue street dogs and they groom them and they try to give them uh, new homes. Maybe that's your passion. And then you will find the resilience because you your love will be so powerful. It's such a powerful force. Such a powerful force. It's not for nothing that the whole moral of Harry Potter was that love is the powerful, most powerful magic of all, right? That's not for nothing. And that's not for nothing in most Hollywood things. That's the moral. Anyway, <laughs> so maybe your passion is dogs. Maybe your passion is painting and you really love painting and you really love um, getting people more in tune with their creative self go in that do something with that and it doesn't even need to be something that seems like you're going to change the world i truly believe that we do not need to save the world we do not need to do that because when we try to save the world we are looking at the world as um not powerful on its own what i believe that we can do connect to our passion and embody that so much and that we start radiating that from the inside out. And then just by our presence alone, that will light up others. Others will be drawn to you and will be asking you like, hey, what are you doing? You seem so happy. Like, what's up? What's your, what is your magic? And then you can share that and you can empower those people to find their magic and then they will live from their passion and start to ignite and then you know trust the ripple effect trust the ripple effect follow your passion trust that by you living your joy living with your love with your heart open you are part of what we need and that will not save the world but that will build a world that is based on power with. And actually that world is being built as we speak, as we speak. So many, so many people are doing it. <laughs> All right. Um, 
yeah, maybe to end, I want to emphasize on doing it for yourself first. Because one of the things of the Savior is, one of the pitfalls of the Savior is to go out there to save the victim outside so we don't have to look at our own past secrets subconsciously. Like we feel empty or we feel a void. We don't really want to look at it. So we're going to save that, that one there because that one there has it worse than me. And, and if I focus on that one and those problems, then I don't need to look at my problems and, and my pain. So, you know, so that's why it's, it's really important to come in words first. Find your own strength, your own passion. Heal your own or sit with your own pain first. And it's kind of like when a tree that grows, right? When it's a baby tree, it doesn't offer any nuts or fruits yet. Doesn't, doesn't do that yet. Right now, the baby tree is focusing all its energy and attention. And by the way, if you look at the roots, it's getting a lot of energy through the mycelium network, through the roots from the mother trees. So it's tapping into the collective where it's living. It's asking for help from the people around them that inspire them, that are maybe further along the path that they are feeling that they want to go to. And so the baby tree really receives that nourishment to grow first for itself. And then when it's grown into somewhat like not fully adulthood, but already like the teenage years, <laughs> the adolescent years, then it starts to give its first nuts or its first fruits and then those fruits will naturally feed the animals and the insects and whatnot around the tree from that ecosystem. And so this metaphor applies to us as well. It is so important to first work on our own growth. And that is not a selfish thing to do. Because when we are rooted in who we are, when we are capable of keeping our hearts open, even when we are hurting, or even when we're listening to somebody else hurting, we are so strong and we can hold, we can sit in it, we can hold, but we need to be able to hold ourselves first. Yeah, And that might seem like this huge task might seem like a huge task. I know for me it did back when I was completely in that downward spiral. It seemed impossible for me to hold myself. I felt so uh, pulled by the current. And what I've developed for myself first and now because I'm like in that rooted space and I can hold space for myself in it all, I can hold space for others. And what my specialty is, is to really make it simple, to really offer simple, simple practices that you can apply, that are fun to do, that are easy to do, that don't cost so much um, special things that you need to buy. And then you need to study for 10 years for that. And then you need to do this and you need to be super present with all of it, you know, no, because that is not really helpful. I find when I'm in that deep, dark space, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the energy to do a massively crazy um, 
meditation that you know takes so much mindfulness practice at that moment i just need something simple i just need something simple to just hold and be present and not ask for more energy because i don't have it to give and this is one of my specialties what i do with the people that i coach is that we start looking at what is easy for you to do when you are in need of support what are easy ways that you can give yourself support and this does not mean like completely uh deny the pain but sit in it and support yourself with it and the more that you do that the more easier it becomes and then when you've kind of practiced that through life because you know life gives us lots of opportunities to practice sitting with the discomfort <laughs> and when you kind of develop that um capability that mastery to hold yourself in those moments then you can start and doing that for others you can start holding that for others and the big difference is that when you can hold yourself in those difficult moments you do not see yourself as a victim you do not see yourself as a victim you see yourself as having an experience and you, you see yourself as being capable of offering love to yourself in those moments and so when you're able to do that and then eventually you go to other people you won't need to save them because you will see them as empowered be people that have the capability to hold themselves that's why in my coaching i i don't when somebody has a breakdown i love it I love seeing that. I love seeing that honesty and I'm there for it. And I'm like, yes. Oh, yes. So much truth, so much beauty, so much purity. Yes. And I'm holding space for you and I'm here with you. Not looking down on you and seeing you as a victim. I see your strength because I can see my own strength in those times. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just get so like oh just thinking about those moments that really lights me up, right? <laughs> All right. So this is something that takes a little bit of time. When we're in it, it might seems like it takes forever. However, it tends to happen like when we're when we're dedicated, it tends to happen like in a nice it, when we zoom out and we look back on it, we kind of see like, oh, mm, that went really fast. But also wanting, wanting to just address that it, it takes some time. And this is really about also flowing with it and giving yourself time to learn that. It's a mastery. Unlike any mastery, that takes time. That takes doing it. Maybe doesn't really work that well, but we're sure going to try it again the next time. And it's really about flowing with the seasons of your life. So, yeah, I just want to end with a really big, yeah, just gratitude for you listening in. And I, I really hope that this has given you some insight and that it helps for you to transcend the Savior transcend the power over and so that together we can really come into that new paradigm of power with 
and we can approach each other as these powerful beings that we are. And this is an invitation for everyone to become their own master. Yeah. All right. Going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I wish you the best time developing it. Ooh. Hi, my dear. This concludes the end of this episode. How was it for you? I hope it has brought you inspiration and activation for your body and soul. And if you feel this episode is something a friend or a loved one should hear, do pass it along. This is deeply loved and felt by me. So thank you, thank you, thank you, baby. (laughs) If you feel the pull to work deeper with me, Come and say hi through Instagram, where you can find me at Dusera. That is D O U S dot S A R A H. Or check out my offers on my website, dusbardus.com. That is D O U S P A R D O U S dot com. And for now, I wish you so, so much. Cyclical Bliss. Deep love, Sarah.